0: Welcome back to Talkville. Name this old TV show. Well, the names have all changed since you turned around, and the dreams that you're none mm, 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 around. And who would ever need you? Who would ever back where, where we need you? Welcome back, Cotter. John Travolta. Welcome back to the names and the change that have done around. Welcome back to Talkville, hey. the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast, where each week we go back, we go way back, boys. We uh watch every episode of the show that changed our lives forever, and we discuss it with fans like you, the listeners, our comrades in arms. We're uh we're very excited. We're moving. We're on episode 11. Woo! If you didn't get a chance to call in and leave your questions for this episode of Hug, make sure you get some in for future episodes. Leave them short. Please, simple. Our hotline is 213-538-2883. That's 213-538-2883. And our socials. It's very important. I know I have to say them, but somebody has to. Uh, follow us. Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Talkville Pod on the Twitter. And if you want to... uh, uh support the show in other ways you can go to patreon become a patron to support the podcast we need you go am
1: i pa- am i correct in saying because uh, i'm new to this podcasting the, the reason why it works is because it allows us to show sponsors that people are are Interested. And then that allows the podcast to continue. That's why we say, do this.
0: Is that right? That's absolutely right. The more downloads we get, the more listeners we get, hopefully, the more advertisers we get. And we're trying to figure that out now. So, right now, Patreon is where you can help if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Become a member, become a patron. We love you. And uh, we give shout outs to all the top tier patrons at the end of every episode. Check out patreon.com slash Talkville and uh, it's important to write a review tell us what you think about the podcast these reviews help the podcast and uh get us up in the rankings so if you want the talkville podcast to get up there it's all up to you it really is uh it's up to you in so many ways um welcome thomas welling good to see you tom good to see you guys uh hello all right how's it going I'm, I'm sort of okay. excited. I'm sort of excited. Without further ado, let's get into season one, episode 11. This one's called Hug. And a lot of people like Tom, myself, Ryan are all asking, why the F was it called Hug? Hug. No one hugs in the episode. No one embraces in the episode, as far as I know. Uh, I believe my idea was that Peter Roth, who was the president of Warner Brothers, used to love to hug people. <laughs> just effing love to just, he'll give you just this big hug, no matter how real or whatever it was or whatever, but he'd hug you. And maybe there was a, some uh, ode to Peter Roth or homage to Peter Roth's hugs, because I can't explain it otherwise.
1: Yeah, I. Didn't see that coming. Um, Good one. Good one. (laughs) Thank you. I love Peter. Um, He's a very happy man these days. Uh, But but I I don't think, I don't know, that one's hard to beat. I literally watched the episode in mind. Where's the hug? And is it the handshake is a hug? Where's the embrace? I'm very excited about this episode. Just let me say this. I, I got to tell There's you. A, uh, I got a lot to talk about.
0: The title's Hug. It aired February 5th, 2002. The director is Chris Long, who also did Hourglass. Writers Al Goff, yep. Miles Miller, and Doris Egan. Guest star Kelly Brook again as Victoria Hardwick. Rick Peters as Bob Rickman. Uh, Gregory Spore Leader as Kyle Tippett. I thought the uh, guest stars were really good. We'll get into them. Uh, the synopsis, Bob Rickman.
1: Did, did you think, did, was Kelly in Vancouver for like... F- three episodes in a row but i think she, she was three or four or episodes easy? in
0: a row yeah
1: that's like two months
0: but i think the studio wanted time. her the studio really pushed to get her in these episodes bob rickman wants to buy the kent farm to build a pesticide plant he uses a very persuasive kryptonite handshake to convince jonathan to sell his former business partner kyle tippett lives in smallville and threatens to expose him if he doesn't get out of town meanwhile lana and clark argue chloe kisses clark And Lex shoots Clark with an automatic weapon. Highlights, man. Highlights.
1: (laughs) One of the things I loved about this episode, and I didn't realize it at the time when we shot it at all. um, The the metaphor of the Clark-Lex relationship and then, you know, the other two guys was there's so much advice in this episode. (laughs) There's so many one-liner advice things that this episode really, to me, resonates in a way that some of the other episodes don't because it's, it's how two people who used to be friends are not anymore and how they will try to destroy each other. And it speaks a lot to the Lex Clark anticipated relationship. And I never thought that. But yeah, that I th- is I wanted to tell you this early so as we talk about the episode you can start thinking because I'm pretty sure you missed it.
0: Wow. <laughs> Ryan, I didn't think about
2: that. Did you? I mean, does it speak to your real life friendship too, where you try to destroy Tom? Uh constantly. I
1: mean it's probably the opposite. Uh, <laughs> In Metropolis,
0: Bob Whitman. <laughs>
1: that's, that's why I leave notes on his door that I followed him home from the bowling alley. <laughs>
0: oh boy Mm, back to a reference from last episode (laughs) oh boy (laughs) rick peters was bob rickman and i thought he did a really good job he was very intimidating smarmy um he was uh
1: he was a big man he was a tall he was a big big guy, guy charming yeah
0: loved working with him i remember i was like this guy's really good um he didn't seem like an actor if you look at him he seems like some guy who would be in a fraternity in college right i just didn't but he did a great job uh, here we go. In Metropolis, Bob Ritman is seen with Paul Hendricks discussing his intentions to build another Smallville plant or a plant in Smallville. Paul pushes back because the last plant contaminated the water in the town. Bob convinces Paul after an eerie green handshake. Uh, they share that. And moments later, Paul jumps from the window of his office building.
1: Great stunt. It was a great stunt. stunt. It it
0: kind of was a little weird with his arms, like in the air. Like you could tell that the guy's arms were like this and they kind of like went down. It it was cool. It was cool. But it was a little like, is he alive
1: still? You knew knew it was coming and he goes down, he picks up the phone and that the car is framed perfectly. You know, it's coming and then it just happens. And I'm sure it was loud. I'm sure it was big, but yet he still finishes the conversation. He doesn't even look.
0: Yeah. I thought that was really good. I thought that was a really good stunt. Great stunt. Smallville always had great stunts. Chloe Clark and Lana go horseback riding, where Chloe shares her theory of all the strange things happening in the woods being tied to an outcast there named Kyle Tippet.
1: So I, the, well, the fun. I remember this scene because the first time we were all on horses and. Kristen really knew how to do horses. I'd been on horses, but like, thank God the horse knew more than I did. And then Allison was sort of in between, but also really played well that, you know, she was confused. But I, I love the fact that the scene ends up with Lana leaving, Clark leaving, and now the Chloe's got all these horses. And she's like, "Uh, that was to me the takeaway on that.
0: That was really funny. Um, yeah. And I like that Clark stopped, l- make sure that Chloe wasn't watching and then super sped the hell out of there. Know. and and we take a moment for Chloe to kind of go to register. We're like,
1: huh, that's He's kind fast. of odd. Okay,
2: there's a lot of lines in this one too, where they're they're dropping like, oh, get it? It's about it's about Superman. And then, do you remember the line from this scene?
0: Yeah, he, yeah, they're on horseback. Where, where they like,
2: uh, what? Uh, what do you want to do? Like, I, what do you want to do when you? What do you want to do when you grow up? clark and he's like i don't know as long as it doesn't involve putting on a suit and doing a lot of flying
0: okay. <laughs> yeah which get it yeah, i don't want to be a I pilot would, yeah <laughs> i was right there
1: i don't want to be an astronaut yeah no yeah
0: chloe struggles to ride her horse drops her camera lana goes to get it cries for help clark goes to help and finds kyle tippett over her by the way the guy who played kyle tippett gregory spore leader i thought was really good he was very
1: likable and very yeah. um you wanted to root for him, like, like Clark roots for him and Lana hates him, but Lana hasn't really see- I don't know if Ron- Lana really even put eyes on the guy. She's just heard, you know, Whitney's perspective. But when, uh, when you see him in the scenes, like with Clark and stuff, he's a likable guy. He's just like, hey, I just maybe left alone. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. And Clark, I think, vibes that.
0: Yeah, I-, I got that. Back in town, they review the footage. Uh, Aunt Nell wants the PD called, but Clark oh, decides. You mean
1: Jonathan Kent's ex-girlfriend? <laughs> my
0: old crush but clark decides to confront kyle first when clark does kyle explains the horse bucked lana and you immediately i mean he played it really well where this guy is really likable he's the antithesis of uh bob rickman these you yeah. know
1: well like clark says he 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 doesn't seem dangerous he seems scared like he very easily could have played that like whoa whoa whoa! i'm not doing anything you know like just very sort of calm got, but he just was yeah very calm, calm and
0: collected Good character. Bob arrives in town to host a reception for his new plans and tells Lex he wants to build where the Kent Farm is. And I like how Kent's like, not going to happen, Bob. You don't know the Kents. Well,
1: yeah. Well, and also, like, Lex feels about Bob how Jonathan feels about Lex. Yeah. Turns out
0: Kyle and Bob have a history. Kyle finds Bob and warns him to get out of Smallville. Apparently, they made an agreement nine years ago that Bob would leave Smallville alone. So Tippett moves out in the middle of nowhere, becomes this hermit. And then Bob is like, you know, after nine years is like, screw this deal, this pact that I made with Tippett. I'm going back to Smallville and I'm going to kind of take over there because I guess everywhere else is kind of like turned him down or whatever.
1: Well, I think he's trying to, what I got from it is as as far as he knows, there's one other guy who can do what he does. And he wants to get rid of that guy so he right. can have it all to himself. I think to me, that's at, by the end of the episode, that's what I got out of it.
0: Yeah. Whitney, leaving the beanery, sees Kyle and warns him to leave Lana alone. Bob then approaches Whitney to share their grievances with Kyle and shakes his hand. Clark sees Whitney's truck in the woods outside of Kyle's house and finds Kyle defending himself against an attack from Whitney and breaks it up. Kyle is then taken away by Smallville PD, which kind of upset me because it was, you know, it was Whitney. Whitney's the one who went after him. But you forget because they're supposed to be
2: sophomores in high school, (laughs) even though they look like adults. True.
1: The one thing I like about this scene is that we had a slow motion thing, which is great. But at the end, when Jonathan Kent comes up and confronts Clark and Whitney and said, what happened? I really liked the way that, that I played this character in that he's stuck between the two. I, I just, I really enjoyed my performance, leaning against the car, listening to Whitney with my dad there and whatnot. But I also want to take it back for a second and bring to light that that character who lives in the woods, think of the woods as a fortress of solitude. He's not meant to have a normal life. Is what they said, because he has this talent and he's got to give up things. And he's at the same time, he's trying to protect people. So this goes back to what I said at the beginning, where this is the this is the Superman Clark guy, where the other guy is the Lex guy.
3: I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: So that's a similar. So I didn't want to skip past that too much. But I did like that scene against the taxi because Clark's not just like, okay, yeah, sure. Let Whitney go. And then turn around and be like, I don't believe him. I think there's there's more going on there.
0: Chloe decides to research the possibility of a connection between Bob Ritman and Kyle Tippett and Lana confronts Clark for going against Whitney. I thought this was a little surprising. It was a little you know sticking up you know the episode before she's uh, so the Clark and all these things and now uh, you know she's defending I guess her boyfriend I mean they've made up you know at this point Whitney's told her about it, the father and she feels for him and now she goes after Clark saying why would you choose you know this guy who lives in the middle of nowhere who like I fell off a horse and we don't know exactly what happened um to you know why would you uh, believe him over Whitney
1: I think it was very good acting on Kristen's part because I'm pretty sure she felt the same way <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh bob Ritman shows up at the kent farm to persuade jonathan kent to sell his handshake doesn't work because jonathan is wearing gloves but bob finds another way after Mm. jonathan is seen holding a contract with the signature on it trying to figure out what happened i thought this scene in the barn was really good i thought that moment between Rickman and and uh jonathan kent was strong jonathan was like this is not going to happen get out of here i know people like you he's very strong he's very persuasive he's like this is how it is get out of here
1: He's got great... He's There's two great one-liners he has. He said, you know, if I was interested in money, I wouldn't be a farmer. You know what I mean? And then at the end, when he dismisses him, he goes, "If I don't know if he says you don't mind, but he goes, I've got some real work to do. Because yeah. Rickman just takes advantage of everybody else's work. Very
0: dismissive. Um, very lo- sort yeah. of, uh, you know, very Jonathan Kent. And I like the strength of Jonathan Kent in this scene. And, and when Rickman falls to the ground, he's just like, oh, shit. That's how yep. he's going to get him to do it. You know, sometimes... I felt in this episode that we didn't need to see the handshake. The hand goes out, and we could just cut away from it. We know what's going to happen. Okay. We've already seen it a couple times. But well, it looks like they spent a lot of
2: money
1: going inside of John's head with that CGI. <laughs>
2: well, we sure. He's did. It's like, well, we
0: paid for this.
1: <laughs> I was and by by on that same note. I was so they go all the way in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it. And then they came all the way back out. And I was like, no, I didn't know if I needed to come back out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I got
1: it. I I see it. (laughs) Yeah, it went on for a while. (laughs)
0: But, uh, you know, that's that's the way it goes. I mean, when you see the brain and stuff, it's like, all right, a little much. I know. Yeah, we did get it
2: before. What, What did they have to extend the episode? Was it too short? I don't know. Uh, I don't know.
1: Well, I I can also tell you from those so what they do on those shots is they have this this, this really crazy lens and the the camera will dolly up all like as re, like as close as your eyelashes and you're not allowed to blink. And a couple of times that I did stuff like that on the show, for some reason my eyeline was always straight down the lens. But the thing is as the lens comes in, you have a, it's really hard to concentrate. And what I noticed in this scene is that Jonathan's eyeline was slightly off and when I was rewatching it I was like, "Ah, lucky bastard." <laughs> That little bit of not having to look at what's coming at your eye. Have you ever been to the eye doctor? That's like so strange. So I thought um, whoever's idea that was, I'm jealous. No, I like that story.
0: (laughs) This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. So you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge.
1: Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/talkville today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash talkville.
0: Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable company. Good Shop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had. And I'm not – i want, I'm going to name drop, but I, went, well, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued. And I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was. But Good Shop completely sold me. Uh, You can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, They also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this?
1: No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it.
0: Yeah, it's- uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats- uh, Good Chops' price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Shop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries, so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S.
1: The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Chop
0: especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever, no artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And you know they're so they're so confident in this product as am I and Tom here uh, that they offer one hundred percent money back guarantee here. So love Good Chop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Chop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. Lex tells Clark he'll help his family get out of it. Compares him to Atticus Fitch from To Kill a Mockingbird and To sorry, Kill a Mockingbird. And Clark decides to visit Kyle in jail to learn more about what's going on. And by the way, Clark's,
1: what year of high school is he in there right He's now? He's
0: probably a sophomore.
1: <laughs> He's like, never read it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Bob convinces a Smallville Police Department deputy to take care of an old friend who then goes to take out Kyle kyle is mid escape after using a super handshake to fool another guard clark shows up and uses super speed to help kyle escape the attacking deputy i thought that was a really great scene where he comes out shooting him and uh he gets shot in the process he gets shot in the process and uh i thought it was really cool uh where then clark or uh clark takes him the only one person he knows that could you know, take in Kyle Tippett, and he, he needs a friend, and this is one of the first favors that Ky- Clark's going to ask Lex Luther.
1: Well, between friends, is there really favors? See, that's that's the problem. It's not a favor. It's yeah, friendship.
0: Yeah, it's, you can't tally up favors, can you? <laughs> I don't know, okay. You this is a big favor, though. This is a costly <laughs> favor. Uh huh. Clark finds Lana waiting for him in his barn. She heard that Kyle had escaped from jail, and when she was a little freaked out, Clark defends Kyle. Yep. Bob approaches Lex at the beanery, but do- Lex won't shake his hand. Clark confronts Bob when he shakes Bob's hand. He shows resistance to the shake and nearly crushes Bob's hand. I thought this went a little too long. It was it was a nice moment, but it was just, like, it kept going, and, and Bob feels like it's, it's not working with this kid. Why isn't it working with this kid? And then all of a sudden, it's like... He just squeezes his hand on and on and on. I mean, Clark could have broken his hand completely off.
1: I, I I agree, but there's a couple beats there. One is you have to realize between the two of them that the kryptonite thing isn't working, right? So then you're like, oh, it's not working. And then you have to realize, oh, Clark is slowly crushing this guy's hand. It kind of has to be that long. I guess but so. I wish, but I wish it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it was a little long. Yeah. Chloe reveals that Rittman and Tippett were trapped in their car during the meteor shower. Then afterward were the salesman of the year for three straight years. They couldn't sell anything before that. And suddenly these two guys were the top salesmen around.
1: I like those I like the way that he told that story. The actor did. Um, cause he could, have. It, again, that it could have fell so easily on just like poor me, you know, I'm just out here by myself cause I can't do anything, but he kept it proactive and making choices. I like it.
0: Yeah. I thought it was, again, it was just subtle, calm, good storytelling without hitting you head in the head with a hammer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kyle escapes back to his trailer. Clark and Chloe go to confront him about his persuasion. Kyle proves it works by shaking Chloe's hand and convincing her to kiss Clark. That was funny. First time you and Chloe kissed. Did you end up kissing more than that in, in the later episodes?
1: I believe there is another episode down the road. In the in the I don't know what episode it is, but it's in the backseat of a car or something. That one of us or both of us are under the influence of something um so this is but this is the first and again it's the first for clark playing this romantic comedy sort of situation too and i thought allison nailed it even after that kiss the way she's like so prove it and then she's you know all she, she's just doing so much with her eyes yeah it's fantastic she
0: did a great job with that scene and so did you i mean uh was it awkward kissing uh
1: allison for the first time well
0: you know it's because you're hanging out with you guys are friends on set it's like you know it's like she's playing your best friend in the show
1: It's one of those perfect scenarios where it all works for the scene. And it's not a cop out. You know, it's like, obviously, there's no romantic thing, but like there wasn't between them either. So kissing your friend is awkward and as it should be in that scene. So it was easy in that sense that it was just awkward.
0: Yeah. Bob Rickman arrives at Luther Mansion to tell Lex that he is no longer pursuing the Kent farm, but wants the chance to shake Lex's hand. Yeah. Lex saw that coming a mile away, but he shakes it. Well, Clark tells Lex about Kyle's plan to expose Bob. Lex agrees to drive them to Metropolis to do so, but then ends up locking Kyle and Clark in the car and setting it ablaze. I remember this scene like it was yesterday. It's one of the few <laughs> scenes I remember being frozen. Frozen bomb, <laughs> frozen. middle of nowhere, hour from set, and you're at a gas station, night shoots, and it's the dead of winter. And I remember standing there shaking, so cold, bald and going. I said it out loud and the whole crew laughed. I go, "I just realized that we're going to be doing this for at least another 7 years." And everybody just started laughing because I was so I, I just really meant it. Like I was like, "Oh shit, these cold winters are going to continue. These <laughs> night shoots are going to continue." And it was a little I was a little anxious saying that. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is fun, comfortable.
1: I remember having a discussion with uh, two guys that I won't mention who shot a show very close to us in Vancouver. And uh, we were at dinner and they were talking about all the night shoots they were doing. And I remember being like, hey, guys, your show revolves around demons. You're going to be shooting nights for the, for the rest of this series. Like you can find a way to get used to it. And uh, they did. Um, but it was like, <laughs> you know, if your show is a nighttime dark show, I mean, look at Arrow you know like you're gonna have night shoots you know yeah. it's a masked vigilante yeah. it's gonna happen
0: so i wonder who those two guys you're referencing are huh i
1: don't know that's, a, that's <laughs> I a, wonder that's I a stretch Did they easily- i'm sure that, i'm sure they haven't been on your other podcast
2: yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they at least give your little bald head a little toque so you could keep your
0: little head no because no? i had makeup Can't? couldn't no? so much makeup and really? stuff i couldn't even lie my head down and relax i had neck problems That's why he he
1: put the warming things down his pants. Yeah, that's
0: what I put the little heater things, the little packets, the hot top pockets down my pants. Clark uses super strength and speed to escape. Bob shows up to give Lex a machine gun to finish the job.
1: What? (laughs) By the way, so I forgot about the machine gun, and when I'm watching it, and he's like, "Hold on a second, let me give you this," you know, burner gun, and I, and I maybe I missed but he's like wiping it out of a cloth and I missed maybe what the gun was, but I would, I just assumed it was a revolver or a nine millimeter or something. And all of a sudden Lex is like with a handle on it. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> it was paranoid. pretty cool though. I remember, Oh my gosh. And I had to shoot that thing. And I was like trying to be cool while I'm doing it and playing in this character. Did the gun fire
1: blanks? Yeah. Cause now, nowadays you have to fake it and they put all the fire at the end of the gun in post. No, you we shot to, like, it. it.
0: We shot yeah, it. Cool. And I remember, like, blinking while I was doing it. I was like, yeah, you can't and, and you can't do that. You got to you gotta be cool. You got to be confident. You got to be like, it doesn't affect you at all. So it took a couple of takes to get comfortable shooting that Uzi or whatever the hell it was. Lex mm-hmm. shoots Clark who can't avoid the barrage of bullets ripping through his clothes and only bruising him. Clark kicks Lex across the room, snapping him out of the trance that Bob sent him into
1: so obviously this is a matrix moment um thank god the matrix had already come out because that gave us an idea of but my favorite takeaway is when clark finally turns to go to fall the bullets he kind of falls into a barrage of bullets as he falls and i thought that was a cool effect because a lot of times when people get shot they just fall yeah but clark gets shot as he's falling and i just It's just a choice that the visual effects guys made. I thought it was cool.
0: I thought, you know, I was hoping like, I was like, oh, wait a minute. We see the bullets go in his jacket. He's got to get rid of that jacket before Lex sees and, you know, all those things. And we didn't really explain it. But
2: no, there was a different thing where he had to, he's given a change of clothes earlier. Right? Yeah,
1: you, you better change your shirt before you go home, Clark. Yeah, you to. Or, hey, Atticus, you better change your yeah, shirt. That yeah, that was yeah. before, though. That was before.
0: But this thing, like the jacket, yeah. you think I, just one moment of Clark taking off his jacket, like. Yeah. But well, then it would have been it under his shirt. With,
1: it plays with the other character where he says, I saw you get shot, but don't worry, I know your story. Just do something good with your power. And that was know, great.
0: Like, yeah. That was a great scene with Kyle Tippett. Uh, Kyle confronts Bob outside, grabbing his hands, and convinces Bob to shoot himself. That's kind of daring on a TV show like this, you know? Kyle then tells Clark he swears to keep his secret safe and vanishes. I always wish that he would have come back.
1: I'm not certainly... I'm not convinced that he... Well, I guess the other guy was so much bigger that he did. That thought maybe he just overpowered him from his like mental fortitude i think he got to to him first like he
0: grabbed his hand and started thinking using his power before bob had a chance to react and bob at that point was already taken over kind of crazy that that's their power that somehow the kryptonite gave him the power of persuasion yeah they were businessmen and they did a lot
2: of handshakes and you know everything's got to be a parallel with their powers right and i think that was it for some reason
0: lex forgetting the whole situation talks to Clark the next day in his loft and assures Clark that they won't fall out like Kyle and Bob. but rather Well, what like- I
1: love about this is we're not sure if Lex forgets him. I mean, they establish that people forget, but Clark's maybe not sure, especially when, when Clark runs away earlier and Lex goes, I had my suspicions. I thought that was a fun thing because it shows that he's, even prior to this, he thought these things. Yeah. So being in this situation now, you're almost like, he might not remember what happened, but we know that he's already suspicious.
0: But I love that line our friendship will become the stuff of legend it's something yeah. I've autographed many times when I'm at a convention really our friendship will become the stuff of legend um interesting things of note this is the first time Lex witnesses Clark using his abilities only to forget it later this episode marks the final appearance of the Smallville beanery though it is still God. referenced in later episodes really yeah it became the talent
1: right they opened up a talent in an old movie theater which then later lana runs somehow yeah. lana
0: at lang asks clark kent what would he like to do later in his life and he says i'm not sure as long as it doesn't involve like ryan said putting on a suit and doing a lot of flying
1: oh uh, who hi, what? you know flying Did like be- in planes no i get it from, but like i know he's got a fear of heights and stuff but that I just, I kind of remember just being like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to think about this line at all. I'm just going to say it because I can't figure out anything better than to just say it. Cause I don't think Clark is, Clark's not afraid of being a pilot or I don't know.
0: You can't it's, milk something like that. I think he was just saying, I don't want to wear a suit. You know how people are like, oh, well, I want to grow up and whatever it is, I don't want to wear a suit and always be flying to conventions and meetings w- with corporations all over the oh,
1: world. Yeah, I see. Yeah. stuck in cages my whole life well you
0: yeah. still sold it thank you it's now time for craig at crypton Sight notes guest star rick peters was in alan miles aquaman pilot oh this is the first episode in which clark wears a red jacket do you know a- who
1: uh played aquaman in that pilot
0: alan rickman richmond
1: no justin hartley
0: though hartley did aquaman yeah. in the in the in the pilot
1: and both him and the actress appeared in smallville later
0: uh, by the way, within a few seasons, red jacket, blue shirt would be his default outfit. Clark's. There's a reference of Lex being stabbed in the past. It's explored in this episode. Uh, explored club? in the episode zero, which is about two episodes away. This is the same.
1: You got. He got stabbed at club zero, we learned in this episode.
0: Right. And I like that yep. character comes in to fix...
1: He comes out of nowhere, too. He's just like
0: this dude. Hippie guy. He's just kind of like, Lex, yeah, it's been a while since Club Zero, man. I had to save you from that stab wound. What, what does a guy a need to get a story.
1: drink around here?
3: Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal.
4: Just finish in the job sewing. first,
0: buddy. What is that guy's
2: deal? Where did it come from? All the questions. All the questions about that guy. Why? Who? Where? When? He's is just is someone... he a comic book character that, that we're supposed to know? No. Is he just a guy? I
0: think he's someone who just Lex hires on the side, who keeps his mouth shut, pays him under the table, comes in and gets some shit done. He's a doctor. He had some kind of career. Slash roadie. He... Right. <laughs> he's just one of those guys that Lex has on the side. I like it. He's
1: the it. doctor. Does he's he come back?
0: I and don't I, remember. it seems like a guy you'd that want
2: I would bring back.
0: I know. But he it was, was like,
2: like, it's so such a weird plant then. It's it'd, it'd be so cool random. if he came
1: back as like a, a an undercover DEA agent. What was his name? <laughs> I forgot.
2: Oh. What, what was his name? What was the character's name? He stood uh, out, that's for sure.
0: Also, this episode of Zero, which is two episodes away, this is the same incident that Roger Nixon threatened to blackmail Lex with an in an X-ray.
1: Oh. Hmm.
0: Coming full circle. Uh, yeah. Uh, that,
2: character's name was Dr. Toby. Toby. Dr. Toby. Just
0: fix him Toby.
2: Uh actor R Nelson Brown. Has he done anything else? I mean, he's acted in other things. He was in uh <laughs> in Tom Green's classic Freddy Got Fingered?
0: Oh, good for him.
2: 3000 miles to Graceland? Oh, sweet. Uh last most recent credit Vampire 2011.
0: So, no. Not a lot. No. Well, I like that character. It was kind of uh I remember him being really nervous. I remember him being nervous in the scene I specifically remember him kind of like his voice shaking a couple times in those lines huh yeah Lex but he did a. I thought he did a good job I thought the editing was good and um I like that stuff because then it gives you a little backstory it tells you uh, glimpses of dark the dark Lex Luthor past and I like that now it's time uh, here's the hotline 213-538-2883 leave your messages make them short uh, this is uh, the first one is a, a patron Michael P and uh, let's see what Michael P kind of question Michael P has
3: hey y'all this is Michael Piccioni from College Station Texas there's a scene in the episode Hug where Kyle breaks out of jail and gets shot by a bullet despite Clark's best efforts to outrun it in time and so I want to know how does Clark Kent aka Superman not outrun a speeding bullet this is crazy come on rosenbaum that's my best seinfeld impression come on i'd love to hear your theories thanks guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man tom uh, any word on that well, from my Michael only P? excuse
1: is that it's the first time clark has has had to do this and i think um he did the best he could i mean he, he ran the bullet and grabbed him but as you know i don't know what he would have done differently or how would he learn from it but uh is it because it seemed to like it just sort of skinned him because it's not like he walked around hurt in, in, when he was in jail or got out.
0: Maybe look at it this way. It was going to kill him, but if Clark hadn't grabbed him and got in front of it, it only nicked him. You know, it hurt no. him, but it didn't kill him, but it would have killed him if Clark didn't get there. So Clark still saved him, but the bullet somehow got to him.
2: His priority is saving the person. That's Clark
0: Kent's priority. Saving
2: people. If he was just trying to dodge the bullet, he would have dodged the bullet.
1: Well, I, and and I think later there's instances where Clark steps in front of bullets and take a and takes it. But I, I think that's a learned behavior.
0: Andrew, what's old Andrew up to?
2: Hey, Michael. Oh, hey, Tom. Uh, this is Andrew Bueller from Owensboro, Kentucky. My question is for episode 11 called "Hug." This is the first of many kiss scenes for Clark. So my question for Tom is, um, as a newer actor, was filming those scenes um super weird? Um did you ever get used to it? And uh were you actually chewing uh minty gum? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I don't the mint the minty gum comment came to a surprise to me when I rewatched it. I, I didn't recall that. Um I think maybe because he's from Krypton, it that's always that way. Uh <laughs> but the, I think what you do uh, at least what I do as an actor, you embrace the awkwardness of it all. And and anytime anyone kisses that they're nude on set or there's, you know, some sort of sex scene or whatever, it's really awkward. The whole situation is awkward and you kind of have to embrace it and get past it and just sort of kind of move through it. it it's, not, it's not what it turns out looking like as far as the experience for me as an actor.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, kissing scenes are always odd. They're different. Sometimes you're like, I would not kiss this person ever in real life. And so you have to make pretend, make pretend you like them mm-hmm. and really enjoy this. And it's you. And then other times you're like, actually, I wouldn't mind kissing this person. This, this is going to be interesting. I hope she flosses Well, it's been or, he, or he flosses.
2: Hey, Michael and Tom, this is Brian from Boston. So my question is for Michael and it's about hugs. Michael, this is sort of a, one of the first times on the show that we get to see Lex sort of go super villain mode, even though there's a little mind control involved. So, what was it like for you getting to give the audience that glimpse of who Lex could become so early in the show? Thanks for doing the podcast, thanks for doing cons, and thanks for doing
0: Smallville night.
1: Hey, thank you, that's, my friend. That's true because you didn't just go into, like, robot mode sort of like the, the, police, the sheriff guy did. You kind of went into robot mode. I'm just gonna do what I told. We got more out of Lex's experience with mind control there was more like oh i've already been thinking this i really want to see what's underneath the skin of this kid i kind of really wanted to
0: there was subconscious things coming out a few lines like one of his lines where he's like something about you lying to me or something about, you know, you, I knew that you had something. So there was something subconscious that was coming up, which was pretty cool. Uh, it was cool to have a dark side. It was cool to do a scene like that after shooting 10 episodes where you're not really anything bad except for the scene on hourglass where the blood rains from heaven. But that was just a nuance. Uh, this was kind of like a, it was a cool, it was nice to be a badass to shoot a machine gun to kind of like, you know, uh, have a glimpse of to what, like, is capable of. So it was cool, man. Um, also,
1: there's like you could have played it, I mean, you could play it anyway, but you could have played it like, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this. But the truth is, he did want to do it. And that's what makes it interesting.
3: What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business.
4: Furnished by Just Capital.
0: He
1: was being forced to do something he kind of wanted to do, or at least that was what the takeaway was. It was cool. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Daniel. Let's go to Daniel. On the hotline, here's Daniel with his question.
3: Hi, this is Daniel Thompson from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I have a question about Smallville Season 1, Episode 11, Hug. Uh, In this episode, you mentioned Toby, the on-call specialist uh, for the character of Kyle. Uh, That's his first and only uh, scene in the show. But I was wondering what and how did Lex, you know, run into this guy? Like what injury could Lex have sustained to meet this weirdo? And would you have liked to see him show up in more episodes?
0: My, My answer is, and I just, we just talked about it. I agree with all those things. I agree, but I, I liked seeing him in the uh, the episode and um, uh, I thought again, it was a glimpse into the to the past of Lex's you know it was just a little nuance of like some of the trouble that Lex got into as a kid and this is some of the people he hires on the way, these eccentric weirdos who get paid under the table for doing you know Lex's dirty work.
1: I also got the sense that he's not that kid anymore but the way that he the way that he responded to the doctor he wasn't just like, oh yeah, man, don't tell anybody. You know, it's crazy. He's just like, finish the job. I feel like Lex has grown up. I got that from that scenario. Yeah,
0: and I remember the doctor hints at being the one who helped Lex after he was stabbed. The stabbing it's, is revealed in the episode zero and is the same one that Roger Nixon threatened to blackmail Lex with an x-ray. So um, I would have liked to seen him come back, uh, but they did not have him come back for whatever reason. thought he was kind of a weird character. Hi,
4: this is Sassy Miss Mary. Calling from Farmington, New Mexico. My question is actually for Ryan. Halfway through the first season, is it weird for you to see Michael as Lex? Since they are two such different characters. Not to say that Michael is a character, but it must be weird to see your friend as Lex (laughs) Luthor.
2: Thank you, Miss Mary. Uh, Yes, Mary, it is... Super weak.
0: What's so weird about it?
2: What? Yes, very merry. <laughs> <laughs> very merry. Uh, the first, I mean, the first time I saw Lex Luthor on screen, I was like, who is that? That is a different human being. You are not the same person. Yeah. And uh, uh, it is still weird. week to week. And I do refer to them in my notes as, I don't, I don't see it as, as you and Tom anymore. There is Clark and Lex. Those are separate human beings. That's good. You guys could not be more different
0: isn't that good yeah so you don't you you're not taken out of the show because you're like rosenbaum it's rosenbaum well for the first three i was like what the fuck (laughs) like you're acting and like this
2: is like oh my god you act i forget that you act sometimes (laughs) yeah and watching this like oh that's an actor um (laughs) and uh but yeah now now i'm I'm totally in it and uh it makes sense
1: wow
0: good (laughs) question. question Yeah. You can always ask Ryan questions, folks. This isn't just for me and Tom. This is, you know, Ryan as a, as an outsider, as someone who's watching these for the first time, who never experienced it, feel free to ask Ryan questions. Um, what would you say the, uh, the highlights of this episode are? I thought, uh, the acting was good by the guest stars. I thought there were some great scenes, the machine gun shooting Clark, uh, the fight with Whitney and, um, Tippett, um, I like the scene at Lex's mansion with Toby. I liked that one. I liked Jonathan Kent. And there was just a lot of really great scenes. And that more than I think of them, I could just keep going on. I thought wow, this was a I've real... never
1: heard you say so many good things about any this. Yeah,
0: this was a really good episode.
1: It's a fun action thriller, mental thing.
0: Well not written. So much,
1: not so much Freak of the Week, but there's a kryptonite thing, which you're like, fine. Um, I mean, for me, I think the highlight is the- Clark and Lex time throughout the episode. Sure. And the duality between the Tippet relationship as well with, you know, good friendships that had all the best intentions going wrong and what the fallout could be. And I think that metaphor for what people might think the Clark and Lex thing might be, I think is the big, the big two takeaways for me.
0: Any low lights.
1: Yeah. There was a scene where, um, uh, I don't know. Oh no. was it the last episode? Maybe it was a blood drive where Clark gets up and he has, no, I think it's this one. Lana confronts Clark and Clark says he has to go because Whitney sits down. That's right. So Whitney comes in and sits down and Clark at the, at the beanery Clark gets up and says, I got to go. And then he casually walks about 15 feet, sees Lex and then just sits down on the stool next to Lex. Like literally. in Yeah. Line that was with a Lana. little convenient. A little, it was convenient. a little convenient. That was, that was the only thing I was like, come on, we could have easily could have done something different there.
0: Yeah. It was convenient. Sometimes yeah. you have these convenient moments. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but i will say also i noticed that as the episodes go along your acting gets better and better and there's some moments where your performance is really strong where i'm like i do forget it's you i do forget like you know you're trying new things you're taking chances you're you're more comfortable it's like from the first episode on there are definitely these nuances where i'm like oh look at that
1: holy shit that was good i think looking back there was this at the beginning there was a there was a pace I falsely thought I had to keep in my performance. Like as soon as the other actor spoke, I had to say my line. And I think a couple episodes in, I realized, you know what? When somebody says something, I can take a beat, take it in and then respond. There's yeah. no rush, like don't rush it, that's be in did. it. Yeah. And I think that's what we're starting to see a little bit. Cause I feel like that's, I realized like, hey, you know, we have all the time in the world to set things up and get the cameras. in. I mean, that's their time. But when they, the camera's on, you know, it's that's your only time to really kind of bring a little something and yeah. Um
0: You're being more patient. You're listening.
1: Yeah. Like John Glover always says, my my
0: listen, favorite person. Listen,
1: my dear friend.
0: I don't really remember any pranks or other stories or guest star experiences in this one other than um just having a good rapport with rickman the guy who played bob rickman i thought he was fun to work with the scenes were fun um, yeah. the scenes with with clark were, were were good and intense and um anything with backstory any low lights that you think of there right oh, oh rick peters was the name rick, rick peters rick peters rick peters
2: uh no but that's that's really it for the coffee shop huh
0: that was it hey for the i guess
1: we're, how much of the spraying the gasoline on the car and lighting it did you end up doing or I'm sure it wasn't gasoline on the day was it but did you spray something and then a stunt guy came in because that all comes across as being very contained and close to the, the the what could be explode
0: yeah i don't i don't remember all i remember is it was obviously water and, and um, cold, and just you know kind of spraying it all over and i'm like uh are you sure this is uh, okay i remember maybe going is this what where is this coming from questioning something you know, also being very safe with the firearms and, um, but you know, just trying to, it was the first time I was sort of a little maniacal, a little darker. And I wanted like almost expressionless, expressionless. where, I, you know, when I'm just, I'm doing it very like, this is casual. I'm going to kill these people. This is what I'm going to do. Make, I'm, I'm going to shoot him. This baking is making
1: cookies. I'm making yeah.
0: cookies. This is what's going to happen. Uh, the Rosenbaum rating system. Remember three roses is the best Two rose one rose zero is a heater which is neither here or there and then one two or three bombs you can give halves you can give whatever the hell you want what did you think about this episode but uh we'll go with uh tom first tom what do you give this one three is the best three is the best the best episode of smallville you can get
1: i think this is a very this is a solid two solid two
0: ryan
2: uh i'm gonna
0: go 1.5 1.5 i'm gonna give it two roses you are. I'm going to give it two roses. I thought it was a really fun, really fun episode, and I, I forgot about a lot of things, and I just sat back and enjoyed it. So, wow, I can't believe it, but I'm giving two can't it. roses to this episode. Death and save count. How many people got saved and how many died? Bob Rickman kills Paul Hendricks, forces him to jump out the window, and in the end, Bob kills himself. Two dead. One save. Bob tries to kill Kyle Tippett three times, but Clark is there to save the day. Through eleven episodes now, folks. Sixteen dead, twenty-one saved in the first eleven episodes of Smallville.
1: So, if, let's say that, and I don't think it's the case, but I, let's say if uh, every episode of Smallville was a week in Smallville, which is a little intense. We got sixteen dead <laughs> in eleven weeks, and the FBI is not coming in. Nobody's like, it's probably <laughs> less. It's, one, it's probably even, less
0: than that. It's probably less weeks than that because eleven weeks would be you're done. It's, I'm just big, saying, I don't know. it's not. saying
1: there's a lot of dead people in this little town.
0: Yeah, it's Smallville. Well, I mean, is
2: it what see what sports season is it at Smallville? Is football season over? Is this is, ba- is it basketball season yet? Because I would mean it was, it's the winter. It's cold outside. Oh, so. Maybe it's still um maybe maybe it's still f- well, football is over, right? I think football's over oh, yeah. at this
0: point.
1: Huh. That's Ryan's
0: favorite scene. All right. Ryan writes down three scenes. We'll guess which one was his favorite. Tom and I missed the last one, and here we go, folks.
2: Mm. All right. Uh the scene where Scene number one, uh, where uh, Clark rescues Kyle from jail and gets shot at. Scene one. Uh, scene two, uh, Lex going off with a machine gun. Okay. <laughs> and uh, scene three, uh, Lex and Clark looking at the sunset and uh, Ooh. with the stuff of legend quotes.
1: You know, the last time we saw Clark looking at a sunset was with Lana. Oh, I got to go sunset because that just speaks to the the whole future of the relationship, but I have a feeling you're going to say two, but I'm going to choose three.
0: I'll choose two of the machine gun. I liked three.
1: Damn, you it got it. Sunset. Boom. I did. It's the first time that's happened.
2: That was the one that stuck out to me. It was just, uh, I mean, cause the last two episodes we've watched Lex and Clark get closer and then it was sort of hammering at home and it was a, I thought it was a nice scene. Well, I like good it. acting
0: guys. It was a good scene. Way to act it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, great episode a lot of fun a lot of great things happening in this episode it looked it just it this is the kind of small though, that i like and um yeah i think that this is probably my favorite except for the pilot
1: so now that we've gone through it again does anybody have another reason why it's called hug does uh, it hug stand for something
0: is it h like
2: h-u-g handshakes I
1: mean, some please somebody call in let us know if anybody We're knows maybe, what the hell hext, is going on here hext hext Please Al, let see, us know. I, that'd be great if al's like no reason we just couldn't figure he out. couldn't
0: figure it out either i text him he's like <laughs> really? i have no clue the creator of smallville i have no idea handshakes upsetting guys that's it for this episode of hug stick around next week for episode number 12 leech let's take the discussion online let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at talkville podcast or talkville pod uh, and also if you want to join Patreon, patreon.com slash talkville to support the pod. And uh, also hopefully just giving you a little shout out. If you haven't heard my other podcasts where I interview people, it's, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Check it out inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. We interview a lot of people in the industry, and I think you'll really enjoy that. Tom's been on numerous times. Subscribe to that if you want. Uh, that would be great. You could watch or listen wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to let us know your thoughts for other episodes in season one, leave a voicemail over at 213-538-2883. And, um,
1: That's Michael's personal cell phone number. So it, it is. We'll it is my personal those.
0: cell. I have so many messages I have to listen to about the next episode, which is, I believe, Leech. Leech. I wonder if there's going to be leeches in that one. You think
1: somebody's going to be nothing. <laughs> Another I, good
0: time. Another good time <laughs> hanging out with you guys, Ryan. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, Thomas Welling. Thank you both. Good job, Ryan. Good. I like your answer today. That was a simple question, but I didn't realize it went so deep with you. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan's deep. I can get deep. You can get deep. So guys, right.
0: be good to yourselves and we'll always have Smallville. I'll see you next week. All right. It's time, Tommy. It's time to read our top tier patrons. These are the folks that give back a lot to the podcast. They keep this podcast going. We're new. We need you. Go to patreon.com slash talkville. And uh, here they are. Tommy, take us away.
1: All right. Nikki G, leon P, Raj C, Santiago M, Suzanne B, Leah S, Little Lisa, Tom T, Sophie M, Betsy D, Liliana A. I always mess that up. Abby P, Chris
0: F, Kimberly E, Jeremy V, Michael H, Ray H, Karen M, Design OTG, Danielle B, 99 More, LaLani N.
1: Catherine P, Brett G, Super Sam, Always Hold On to Smallville, Jeff E, Estevan G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Jess JTR, Kimberly L, Teresa, and Justin S.
0: Well, don't forget Eric W, Tom N, Tony V, my... My van is a Tony B. No one cares. No one cares. Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A, Nancy D, Megan H. Is it Megan or Megan? Megan H, Arton K, Justin, Justin T and Lucy O. Great Jelly 817, and Jeremy G.
1: Anna M, Amanda R, Roll, Royal K, Teddy 127, Michael P, Ryan R, and Michael's favorite, Grumpyitis. <laughs>
0: Grumpy you remember that one time I almost said grumpy tits? <laughs> Jeez Louise, what's wrong with me? Jordan M, Hillary B, Matt S, The Blur, TH3 Blur, Craig G, Christine R, Pollyanna, Karen P, Derek G, Jor E, almost like Jor L,
1: Richard S. Heather and Greg, Nico P, Jason Ramona, Brian H, Kelsey T, Jason M, DJ C, Georgina B, Eric K
0: kevin e craig ashley ryan nanine w stephanie k aaron k welcome to all the new patrons all the old patrons uh we love you we appreciate you tommy we'll do this next week
1: i keep i, I keep thinking i sound like a weather person when i do this i'm like and tomorrow will be isolated thunderstorm <laughs> tomorrow's jeremy g anna allen <laughs> <Anna laughs> amanda r we'll be back
0: right after this we'll see you next